how to teach English as a second language. In this video, I will share a framework of exactly how to teach an ESL class. Hi, my name is Eric and I've been teaching ESL for 15 years. Many new teachers come to the profession without an idea of how to run their classes. So in this video, I will share a structure, ideas and techniques for teaching English as a second language. Your goal. Your job as an ESL teacher is to get your students to speak. Yes, your job is to teach them to read, to write, to listen for information. But your priority should always be, how can I get these students to engage verbally with the content in a meaningful way? When you think of your past English teachers, they might have been strict authoritarians or preparing you for tests, focused on essay writing or invested in teaching grammar. But 90% of ESL teachers abroad, your job is to improve your students' English. And the best way to do that is to improve their speaking. You might say that the core skills should be grammar or reading, but that is not true. Students, their parents and society value their ability to speak the language more than anything else. Note, this is a normal ESL class and not if you have to prepare students for an exact test or activity. The best thing you can do for your students is to make them confident in using English. And what is the scariest thing? Speaking in front of other people. So the content for this video. I'll show you how to start class, a warm-up game you can play, teaching, practice and review. Starting class. When your students enter the classroom, smile. You want to be friendly and approachable. Make firm eye contact so that they know that they can trust you and also know that you are not a pushover. Then engage them. Ask them questions about their lives, their likes, their family, their weekend. This is to serve as a warm-up for them. They start speaking and also get programmed to answer your questions. If they don't want to speak, tell them a little bit about your own weekend. I do this anyway for them to get to know me. Forming relationships with your students is crucial in teaching. Also, don't hesitate to praise them for giving a good answer or their attempt. Most successful ESL learners had a teacher somewhere praise them for their effort, which motivated them to work even harder. Slow down. Most teachers get nervous and speak too fast. Many overestimate how much their students understand. I want you speaking at 70% of your normal speaking speed. Once your students get used to your voice, accent and way of speaking, you can slowly increase that speed. Slowly. If this is your first class, you can share the rules and procedures with them. I've done another video on your first day of class that you can see here. Then, wait for the class to be seated. They're quiet and they have their eyes on you. They are paying attention. Students cannot focus on multiple things at the same time. Wait for them to look at you and give one instruction at a time. You do this because you are the class leader and your words have value. 
they will have to wait for you to speak. Don't try and shout them down or speak just because the class should start. You may ask them to settle down, but it is against class rules for students to talk while the teacher is speaking. Explain to your students exactly what will happen in that day's class. Hi everyone, today we will learn about the past tense. What is the past tense? It's when I talk about yesterday or last week. Yesterday I watched a movie. What did you do yesterday? So start by asking a confident student to get the ball rolling. Good! Yesterday he ate chicken. Great! What did you eat? Point to another student. Rice? Oh, what did she eat? So you're asking a third student to answer what their friend ate. She ate noodles. Excellent. Well done. Did you notice my overuse of encouraging words? Good. Great. Excellent. Half of your job as a teacher is to motivate your students. Use it often to get them excited about answering questions and participating in class. It doesn't matter what you are teaching that day, but this short practice to get them used to the content will do wonders for your class. They will know what they will learn, they understand some of the basics, and in many cases they have already learned it before and now are reminded. Learning is all about creating connections between your students' previously acquired knowledge and what they will be learning. So find out what they know through questioning. Then build on that knowledge by making more connections. You can connect to their past experiences, the things they enjoy and their feelings. For example, what did you eat yesterday? Chicken? Oh, what's your favorite fruit? Pineapple? Oh really, I ate pineapple yesterday. I can show them a picture of Spongebob. They know and they like Spongebob. What does Spongebob eat? And I write eat on the board. Then I show them Spongebob with a Krabby Patty hamburger. He eats hamburgers today. I point down when I say today. What did he eat yesterday? I write ate and point backwards. Yesterday he ate a hamburger. You'll see that I over enunciate the words. This is for the students to learn. So slow down, over enunciate and add emotions to your words. I also use TPR. What is TPR? Total Physical Response. It means that I'm adding actions to the words and encouraging the students to act along with me. They are far more likely to learn that way by adding physical movements to the words. See, it's all about creating connections. I wrote the words on the board, I added emotions with my words, I used TPR, and I gave them a visual clue with Spongebob eating a hamburger. All these things together make more connections and allow them to learn better. And that 
is only the start of class. So, to recap, get your students to speak, add connections, tell them what they will learn that day because it focuses them on the goal you want to achieve. Now, when teaching, it is absolutely crucial that you add routine and structure to your classes. Students need to know what will happen when they enter your class. It doesn't mean that every class should be exactly the same. But students, especially children, need that routine in their lives. That consistency reassures them. What do I mean by that? If you have clarity about what you are doing, the order of the activities, how long an activity lasts, and when things will end, it makes you more confident in your lessons and the students will trust you more. Let's take public speaking for example. If I invited you to listen to my speech and I told you the topic, but I didn't tell you how long the speech would be, you would get annoyed at the length and uncertainty. But if I told you, hi everyone, my speech will have three distinct parts. It will last 10 minutes and this is what you will learn by the end of it. Now you know, oh, there are three parts, it will last 10 minutes and this is the objective of the speech. You feel more relaxed and have more confidence in me as the speaker. So back to teaching ESL. Structure is important. First, say hi to the kids. Introduce the topic for the day. In your introduction, you can do the housekeeping and chat a bit. Build relationships. Get them to talk. Explain the topic and what they will do that day. Now, the warm-up activity. This is to get the students working together and speaking. I like to use group or partner activities. You can use flashcard games, board games, group discussions or questions to a partner. I've got a book with partner questions on 50 different topics you can check out here. Very young students, start with a chant. If I'm teaching phonics, I like to start with the ABC chant. A is for apple, a, a, apple. B is for ball, b, b, ball. You can do it the whole year around. It's fun and they learn from it. It also eats up time and calms the students down. After the warm-up, you can ask some feedback from the students. Ask groups what they did or individual students about what they learned from their partner. For younger learners, ask them to do the move for a word. Ah, oh, what is apple? Ah, ah, apple. Note, it's much easier for students to talk about their friend rather than focusing on themselves. So if you get the students to do partner questions, what did he do yesterday? He played phone game. Oh, he played a game on his phone. You repeat the correct sentence. Students learn from that. You are their primary source of the language. Always remember that. Teaching. After warm-up and feedback, it is on to the teaching part of the lesson. Here you will explain the grammar or go through the book. It is very difficult to start your own curriculum from scratch. Most schools will have a curriculum for you to follow, but if you don't have one, find a book series from one of the publishers. 
They have some of the best teachers creating these. So you can find a series of ESL books that suit your style of teaching and has content that matches your learner's needs. Go through the book or teach the grammar. There are two ways to teach grammar. The inductive method or deductive method. Deductive, you give the rule, then give them examples afterwards. Or inductive, you give them the examples of the rule and they have to figure it out. So, deductive, I give them the rule. I am, she is, they are. She is only one, so it's she is. They are many, so it's they are. Or inductive, I say, he is, the boy is, a teacher is. What do all of them have in common? Oh, they're only one. It works both ways. I use whatever is best for the situation. During the teaching phase, you want to constantly ask your students questions. If there are dialogues or reading parts, get the students to read. You want them actively working on the lesson, concentrating. They know that you will randomly ask them a question or to read. They will focus in class. I make sure to ask all my students questions throughout the lesson. If they aren't paying attention or messing around, Point them out and politely ask them to focus. If it continues, ask to speak to them after class or have a word with them when class is busy with an activity. You need to stay in control of the class and that means that you should be ready to give them a lecture at any point. The teaching phase is where you will do most of the explaining, but still try to keep your students involved by questioning asking them to do an example, to share their experiences, or to read certain parts. Consistently question to check for understanding and give them the opportunity to practice. Do not ask, do you understand? Ask them to give you examples. If you ask, do you understand? Most students will just nod along. By asking them an example based on their own experience, it allows the other students to learn too. As a side note, I ask, do you understand? Not as a means to test their understanding, but rather to wake them up. Do you understand? They nod. Oh, okay, give me an example. Stay in control. That is something else that you've got to understand as an ESL teacher. Learners have a limited attention span. They can only remain focused for a short time. Younger children have a shorter attention span than older students. So you need to switch up your lesson every few minutes with questions. Change your voice. Do not be monotonous. Use various activities during instruction. For example, when they are falling asleep, ask them to oh, wake up, uh, quickly play rocks as a paper with your partner. Then ask the loser a question or get them to write down three random words, then ask them to share it with you. Keep the lesson constantly progressing. A large part of teaching is controlling energy. If they become bored, add excitement. If they are having too much fun, rein them in by telling a story related to the work to calm them down. I call this energy management. You have to control the ebb and flow of attention and energy in the classroom. Do not teach for too long. 
do an activity, then let the students practice. Take feedback from the groups. Teach a topic for a couple of minutes, check for understanding, practice an activity, then feedback. If you teach for 10 minutes straight, you will lose students and some of them will eventually act out. So to recap, start class, warm up, teach. While teaching, ask questions, do activities, get feedback, then practice. When you have covered everything you need to, you want to do a practice activity. This could be a role play, a flashcard game, board race or PowerPoint game. What is a board race? You split the students into groups and you make a race on the board. The students answer a question right and then you move them along. The first one to the end wins. You can also put in some pitfalls. Sometimes I like to use a die so that you put the students in a group. Each student should get an opportunity. They throw the die and then they can move along with the board. You can also do something with points where they can win points or they can throw a ball to a target. These are all fun ways to get the students to practice or have fun. It could also be a group project. At higher beginner and intermediate, you can focus on some kind of dialogue based on their own experiences. One of you is a mom asking their daughter about what they did yesterday. You are friends. Decide what you will have for dinner tonight. Whatever situation you can think of that is interesting and allow the students to add their own unique spin to it. Explain what they have to do and give objectives based on what they are learning. Also, add a time limit. It could be in groups or with a partner. Before the students start with their practice activity, ask a few students what the rules were. If it's a role play, I ask them, oh, what do you need to do now? How long should it be? What should it be based on? What do you want at the end? If a student doesn't know the answer, ask another one to help them. If both don't know, explain the activity again. Students need to know exactly what is expected of them before you start an activity. While the students are busy, walk around and check in on each group. This is your chance to give individual help and to listen for common mistakes. Once they've practiced the activity, it depends on your time. If you have a lot of time available, let the students present their dialogue to the class. Or they can do it to another group to give them feedback. Sometimes I just pick random groups to do it for the class. I don't ask my students to come to the front of class, but it's up to you. With young learners, you can do fun activities in small groups or stay in control by having the class do it together. So. Starting class, warm up, teach, practice, finally, review. Review the work. This can be done with a big class where you place the class into groups, usually two to four groups, but not more than that. Bomb games work well or board races. Each group and individual student gets a chance and one team wins at the end. Students love these games. The reason this works so well is because students enjoy the competitive aspect of the game. You also do it at the end so that they have something to look forward to during class and it ends the class on a high. The final step of teaching ESL is reflection. Students don't often think about what they did. So I do a quick run through. 
Today you did the warm-up, you we talked about this, you practiced that. Great job everyone. If you have a lot of time left, you can actually ask the students, what did you learn today? And what did you do today? And then invite them to answer. If you want to be sure, you can use exit tickets. An exit ticket is where a student has to answer a question before they can leave class. That can turn into chaos if the students leave one at a time. So what I like to do is to get everyone to stand, then ask them questions. Once they get it right, they may sit down. Reflection is so important because it gives the student an opportunity to think about what they did during class and they leave with a sense of accomplishment. So to reflect, students come into class, ask them questions, engage them. Then do the warm-up activity. It prepares them for class. Teach, explain, ask questions, get students to read, practice in between. Then practice activity. Practice in groups or with a partner after they present it to the class or in groups. Review game. Students have fun and review what they have learned. Reflect. Get exit tickets. They think about what they did during class. And that's it how to teach an ESL class. If you would like more ideas and resources for teaching, check out this next video.